0: Hello and welcome to Movies Last Night.
1: the thing I don't know that it is marketed correctly what is my is my first kind of thought uh, coming into it is the, the only thing that I really saw of it was the first was the trailer and I didn't watch anything else I didn't read anything about it I didn't watch any reviews nothing like that so going into it you have an expectation of it's going to be this weird little revenge uh picture about Nicolas Cage trying to get his pig back which is just bizarre it's a that's a bizarre sentence to say right there <laughs> so going into it that's what you're thinking mm-hmm. that's that's what you think you're buying into and what it turns out to be is something completely different you know it's about grief and loss and, and coping with those things. And, and, uh, what kind of, what is a reputation? What is, what is building that reputation and then just tearing it all down. It, it, it's a, there's so much going on in it and, um, how they kind of reigned in cage in this movie was, a uh, was like an achievement in itself, you know? Yeah. Cause the, I mean, there are, mo- yeah, there are moments in it where he kind of, he lets go, he lets go of it or he, he releases the cage, the full cage. <laughs> and, but it, but it's, it's like, it's taken right back in, you know? Um, a great, uh, great performance. And I think that's kind of what everybody is saying right now. It's a, it's kind of a, a benchmark performance for him. Um, the villain in it is just, Pure evil uh, the father um, and I can't think of his name right off the top of my head. I know who he is. I just can't think of his name. Um, he plays it he plays it perfect. he plays the that perfect kind of evil guy mm-hmm. in this uh, in this movie. Um, the kid was great uh, not not a lot of names in it. Uh, I mean it's mainly Cage. Um, so I think it's going to throw a lot of people off. I mean, if they, if people go and see it at all, to be honest, I mean, if you're looking at a, at a advertisement to go see a film or you just stop into a movie theater, uh, and look and look at the displays. Oh, what's playing. Oh, there's a movie called pig. It has Nicholas cage. Oh, I don't know if I want to see that. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's so, it's so weird. It's, I, I would recommend people see this movie, but I wouldn't know how to recommend it. To be honest, yeah, I
0: I think that's a really interesting point that you made because um I was speaking to uh our friend Natasha today and um she was going to see it after work and I just didn't know how to like she was like oh I'm really excited and I didn't really know I didn't really know what to say about the movie. Cause I was kind of like, I was almost hesitant to describe the movie to her because I didn't want her to not go and see it based on my description of the movie. Um, yeah. Being that it's like, you know, to sell the movie on what the movie actually is would be, I think harder than to sell it on what I think people think it is. So I think people think it's a revenge thriller with a crazy Nicholas Cage living in the woods.
1: Yeah. You know? I think, I, I think they're trying trying to sell it as the Nick Cage John Wick movie of the year. It feels which like it that really yeah. is, it, which it really is not. Oh yeah, couldn't it be is, further from it. Yeah, it is. It is a story just about loss and grief and how that kind of manifests, uh, and and you see it manifest uh, in these characters and like in all of them, you know, everybody involved. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, there's some really kind of cool, dark moments to it that kind of, um, it's kind of like a throwback to like some early Fincher stuff, even the kind of fight club. And there's, there's that in there, but that kind of darkness that, that Fincher kind of brings sometimes, uh, to his movies, um, just the way it was shot or set up. um, There, uh, that's what really kind of took me in that scene. I was like, oh yeah, I I really kind of recognize this as kind of a venture kind of setup. I mean, even though it's not, and I'm sure the director kind of had a whole different uh, kind of vision for it. That's just what it reminded me of at the time. But a really kind of, a really touching movie. Mm -hmm. And something that like i said before it's something i really wasn't expected i mean it's it looked it looked amazing i mean it was really beautiful to to look at um the atmosphere and the tone really kind of came through um but it's just a strange little story uh that you're going into not expecting so i'm kind i'm kind of I'm interested, I, I would say give it a couple weeks and I'm kind of interested what the kind of reviews will be or just kind of the word on the street will be for it because I have a feeling that no regular audiences are going to be like, uh, I didn't like it because I think they they really weren't sure what they were going into while kind of critics or people who who watch movies all the time and kind of really get to sit down with it and think about it will be this is the perform one of the performances of the year or this is a performance that was unexpected and he really kind of brought his A game with it mm-hmm. um and the, I mean the payoff in the end I mean that beginning was perfect the middle was perfect in it, in its own way and that that ending was perfect it was just i i really enjoyed it i really liked it because I wasn't expecting it. Yep. Yeah, I yeah, know. Totally.
0: Totally. Um, What's your thoughts? So I have a, a, yeah, similar to yours in, in, in a way. I mean, I have been thinking about the movie a lot since we watched it. Um, a, I, I mean, having watched the movie and then deliberately like forcing myself to black out any kind of reviews or like the trailer or anything like that. Um, I was very very pleased that the movie turned out to be what it was. Um, you 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 didn't even watch a trailer, did no, you? No, didn't even see the trailer. So I basically, was going off your description of a of the description was Nicolas Cage lives yeah. in the woods, used to be a chef, he's a truffle hunter, and his pig gets stolen. So <laughs> I I mean
1: I mean yeah, I what mean, does that sound like no, to I you? Know,
0: totally, and like I like <laughs> I mean immediately put it in my head. I was like, okay, I know what this movie is going to be. I must admit, yeah. and I did see that the movie was reviewing super high without reading any of the reviews, like the Rotten Tomatoes thing or whatever. When I saw it was reviewing really high like that, I knew, yeah. I knew it wasn't going to be a John Wick movie because there's just no way it would rate that high if it is. I mean, John Wick doesn't even rate that high for being the John Wick movie that it is. You know what I mean? So yeah, I knew exactly. that it it's definitely was not what wasn't going to be that. Watching the movie, I was. Uh, reinforced that and I was pleased. I was like, okay, it's not the John Wick movie, which I, di- I didn't need. I don't need to see Nicolas Cage be an action star now. He's too old. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, arguably, I think <laughs> Keanu he- Reeves is too old, but like, I think yeah. um, I've seen Cage do the action movie star thing 18, and, I don't, and I find it that. like boring. So, like, um, we're going to go into spoilers. So, the minute it's like, oh, he's like a legendary chef in Portland. And then you go in and it's like all of these edgelord guys who work in restaurants. And it's just like everybody's edgelord. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, we have like an underground fight club just for chefs. And like, because chefs are so badass and all this shit. And I was like, oh, I really don't like any of this. It's so stupid. Um, so with that being but you, said.
1: You know you know, what, you know what that was about, that fight club thing was about, right? Oh, well, yeah, for sure. And it took... Yeah. Yeah, it took me a little bit to kind of get it. Um I just thought it was like the the bosses and the employees get together and they kind of they duke it out sort of thing uh just to kind of air their grievances, but that's not what it is. It is the chefs go there and they put their name on the board and then the employees or whoever works at the kitchen, they put down money uh, and the highest bidder gets to beat, their beat on them yeah. for for like 15 seconds yeah. or whatever the case is, mm-hmm. and and then it's over. Yeah. And then, so the person who pays the most is the winner. Uh, but with Cage, it was like they let it run for a whole minute. And I, I love how everybody was just like throwing in, throwing in. And I can't imagine how much of a kind of a dick he was uh, while he was basically – it was like – He's the old godfather of that whole town, you know, where he, where he ran everything in that food culture. Yeah. And um, I don't think I got that right away. I was like, oh, this is kind of just a weird little fight club. But after I kind of sat with it and thought, oh, that's what this is about.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. And, and, and again, though, with, with that even even said, if like it, it, it's like the more money they like, it, it's about the no- notoriety of being the one chef like the more well-known or the more notorious you are, the more people are going to throw down money to fight you. So then again, once again, it's like that self-fulfilling thing of like oh, he's such a badass rockstar yeah. chef that people like are going to pay go out of the way to pay money to beat his ass or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Um, so, so with that being said, okay, with my distaste for food culture, if I like <laughs> the movie as much as I do, despite the fact of what it, but the movie's set that shows how good the movie is in my opinion, because if this was any other movie, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have sat through it. I would have switched it off. Um, so with that being said, like I dislike the setting of the movie. I dislike the, um, the marketing for the movie. I don't, I don't even like the poster. Um, but everything else about the movie I really love and what I love the most about the movie is I, pardon me. We spoke about this briefly after the movie ended but what i really like about the movie is like you said <clears throat> with it being like a meditation on grief and loss um i really like how the central premise of the movie is like compassion like the compassion that nicholas cage has for the guy mm-hmm. who essentially stole his pig which by the way they could have called the cops that's like a straight up criminal offense yeah. There was a breaking and entering. Um, so there's assault charges. <laughs> there's uh, theft <laughs> of personal property. They killed his pig. Um, so yes. I find, like, there's parts of it where I'm like, okay, I'm going to go on a leap of faith with the movie and allow the movie to tell its story. In, but that's preposterous. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it is a bit of a... It is a kind of a big plot hole there, yeah. Well, for sure, because if we're if we're supposed to believe... If, if the one has to buy, okay, well, this isn't a John Wick movie, then, which means it plays by real world rules, then that's not how things get done in the real world. If this was the real world, like in, in, in this is a movie about this guy dealing with grief. And then, then the cops would have got involved. Like the very fact of the matter is that he was walking around with his face all smashed in half the movie and sitting on back porches talking to children. Unsupervised, (laughs) like, like, in what world, Eric, would that happen? Yeah, the parents would be like, are you talking to Yeah, you know. Um, so Uh,
1: if it's gonna crazy homeless guy,
0: yeah, right. So if the movie wants me to 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 buy the real world and also sell me a real world, don't sell me like it's a fantasy story in that respect, you know. But having said that, though, yes, I do. I love, I love, love, love Nicholas Cage in the movie. I like how calm and how quiet like he is when he's acting and how he's like very stoic and he doesn't have to say a lot. I love, I love the fact that he dealt with the situation with the guy who stole his pig, the the food supplier guy, mm-hmm. How he dealt with that situation by trying to reach out to that guy about his grief, about his loss and to try and like, yeah. and to give in like, that's nuts. I can't remember the last movie I saw where, there was a conflict that was dealt with through compassion and humanity and like, like not through violence. Yeah. And like, it's crazy. I mean, I can't remember the last movie I saw when it's central premise wasn't something to do with conflict in some way or another, of violence in some way or another, or like, like, like misery porn or like, like everything turns to shit and everybody's horrible. Like, I really can't. I like, I really genuinely can't remember the last movie I saw like that. Like, if I had to think off the top of my head, I'm thinking of like something like Amelie or like, um, I heart Huckabees or like, I can't, Mm. I I just can't, I can't think of anything.
1: Um, yeah, now either I'm just not watching
0: a lot of movies, but I think I'm right.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's nothing I can think of off the top of my head, uh, really kind of compared to that. Um, as far as themes too i mean of course they're out there but it's just nothing that pops to your head uh something that could commonly that you can commonly bring up yeah so i think you would have to maybe search a little bit to uh to kind of find a comparison um i mean then some people would be like oh no it's this 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 and this oh i'm sure um, i'm sure yeah you know you know that they're smarter than us.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's probably like the director. So interesting enough, it's a first-time film director. It's his first movie. Really? Yeah. So not a bad first movie, like to come in.
1: I mean, that's it's pretty. Uh, yeah, good. I mean, yeah. I mean that that's one way to do it, right there. And I I would honestly say I I really would look forward to seeing what they kind of. Do next, mm-hmm. you know, you got, yeah, you, yeah, you got, um, you got a studio to back you with one of the kind of strangest ideas for a story in a long time, um, and not having kind of a, a large name behind it. I mean, Cage is, you know, he's a big name, but it's like not. You know, you, what, what would have happened if you threw like, say, I don't know, Russell Crowe in that, in that, uh, in that role or some other kind of older kind of grizzled looking actor, Mm -hmm. um, would it have been marketed different? Would they have said, okay, we're going to, we're going to cut it up this way. We're going to present it this way. I wonder if he had a lot more freedom because of what he was working with, I am. I'm not sure who directed it. Was it? Was it a man or a woman? It's a man. Um, it is. Oh, okay. His name
0: is Michael Sonoski. So he wrote. It's his screenplay, and he um okay. wrote and directed it. Um, um, I'm. If I had, ha- hazard a guess, I'm sure he came from the restaurant industry. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just <laughs> something
1: that uh, that kind of interested no, me. Yeah, I'm totally. I'm not really sure. Totally. Okay, so I mean, uh, me,
0: let me pose you a question then. So you take this yeah. movie, you sure. cast in this movie, I don't know, um, Tommy Lee Jones, or uh, I'm guessing somebody. Perfect. Or, yeah. Or like an equivalent of Cage in his age. That would be a contemporary to Cage. Lee Jones is probably too old. Um, so, like, um, Sean Penn. Yeah Sean, yeah, Sean Penn's a great one. Okay, put Sean Penn in this movie. This movie, okay, so if Sean Penn's in this movie, does this movie yeah. review with like a 96% or is the positives for this review also kind of influenced by the fact that people can't believe... That Nicolas Cage is in a decent movie. So, therefore, do you think this is being elevated because it's being elevated because Nicolas Cage hasn't lost his full mind for a movie? And then,
1: you, do you know what I mean by this? Like, so. No, I, I it, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Um, and I think you probably, you might be, not to be too cynical, but I think you might be right. I mean, I'd still probably enjoy it. Would I
0: enjoy it as much? Yeah. There's definitely an element of my enjoyment about this movie, though, is the fact that it's Nicolas Cage. So, like, that that's m- part of me enjoying this movie is the fact that Nicolas Cage is playing against type for himself. I think if he's not in it, no one talks about it. Yeah, I agree with that. If he's not in it and Sean Penn was in this, psh, we wouldn't we wouldn't have even watched it, I don't think. No. We watched it for no. the... We, to be fair, we went to the freak show on this one. We wanted to watch a site. Like, a, we went... To, i think our morbid curiosity came over us
1: yeah we we went for uh kind of the pure spectacle and we're i think we're taken aback by what it the themes that it was kind of throwing out at Mm -hmm. us um which i appreciate you know i really i appreciate it because i mean good good on them uh for you know swinging for the fences and uh I guess, bad on me for, for expecting one thing and and them serving me up, no pun intended, uh, something completely different.
0: Yep. Yep, totally agree. Um, as we're talking here, I'm just looking up uh, Nicholas Cage's filmography. Let me find it. I'm going to look it up on uh, IMDb because I'm very curious to see what he has coming out next. As in, is this, is he trending towards more art house movies, like serious roles, or is this just.
1: I don't know because the last thing that he was in was some weird movie I haven't seen where he talks like two words and he's beating up sock puppets or something <laughs> like that. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there is no way to kind of put a, a label on this guy. Yep, totally. I think he's just... Yeah, he's doing it for the
0: paycheck, I think. And he'll do anything. Like, well, let's have a look. Okay, so... um, For actor, filmography... Okay, so he's got a few movies in pre-production, post-production... Post-production... Well... (laughs) So he's playing Joe Exotic in the Joe Exotic... Project, which is a TV miniseries based on Tiger of King. Of course! Of course he is! Of course he is! Of course he is! And that's... The, I mean, come on! His next thing. The movie before Pig, yeah, was that Willy's Wonderland, where he's beating up puppets or whatever.
1: <laughs> and then... Yeah. And then, um, And then, like, like before that, wasn't. It, it was, like, Mandy before that. Yep. Yeah. And then, so he's got this Joe
0: Exotic thing, which must be for Netflix, and then he has, um... There's this movie coming out um, Where he's playing himself In a movie called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent And he's playing Nicolas Cage And it says A a cash strapped Nicolas Cage agrees to make A paid appearance at a billionaire's uh, Superfan's birthday party But is really An informant for the CIA Since the billionaire fan is a drug kingpin And gets cast in a Tarantino movie Holy shit
1: Well (sighs) I mean, I have to see that now. I know, right? I mean, I went, and, I went and saw a movie about a truffle pig. So, I mean, who's to say whether or not that's not going to be amazing, too? Well,
0: you know, like, Pedro Pascal's in it. Uh, but that's about it. That's uh, only anybody else I can't <laughs> Um But anyway, yeah, I think it's, that's, yeah, he's just like, I think, yeah, he's, he's just picking up the movies. If one of them turns out to be good, it's good. If it's not good, it's not good.
1: You had, you had brought up something kind of uh, interesting, I think, right after we saw it, and we just kind of stopped talking at that point, is why isn't he in any Marvel or DC movies? Oh, I know. He is I know. Perf- he is perfect for those movies. Yeah.
0: And, like, talk about a paycheck. Like, he, he could have, like, I, I mean, now nah, I don't know whether he has been approached and refused, which I doubt, um, being that he's a huge comic book fan. or if they won't touch him. Because he... I don't know why. I I think he he is also, like, I think has a reputation for being problematic and difficult.
1: I, I, it seems like, and I mean, I really don't know, and this is kind of a layman's kind of look from the outside, is, like, this director, first-time director, kind of was able to... At least rein in the performance and rain rain in that his his in, quote unquote his inner cage yeah you know it was able to kind of get him to kind of produce this uh this character on screen and be able to kind of emote all these different feelings emotions and and get and when he's acting with with other actors on screen, get them to kind of perform along with him, I mean it maybe it just takes the right director i don't I don't know i mean i I can't imagine him sitting down and, and reading the screenplay and being like, "Oh yeah, I already have it figured out. I, I'm good to go sort of thing. yeah yeah I mean I, I mean look, looking
0: through looking through this now, um, just in the past movies that he's done. Like it's just a lists it's like two or three movies a year, like twenty fifteen twenty sixteen twenty seventeen twenty eighteen just movies upon movies, and I've heard of none of them. The only movie I have heard of is Mandy yeah, yeah, what you've seen, haven't you Oh yeah, I own it oh yeah yeah and and that's really it's good. A, it's incredible yeah i i I need to watch that
1: yeah, it's like uh. It's a, it's like a fever dream. It's, it's something that um, I, I highly rec- recommend people watch. It is so bizarre. Um, it's even more kind of crazier than the idea of Pig, because it's it's set in this world, but it's it like transcends everything, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what the director was kind of going for. They they wanted to make a, uh, or he wanted to make a, a fantasy movie. But set more in reality. It's, I mean, we would have to really kind of watch Mandy and, and kind of really get into it and break it down. And I don't want to do that right now because it's, I would have to watch it again to really kind of yeah sit with it for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could definitely we might just do an episode on that actually. Sounds like
0: a yeah, probably, we might have yeah, to. It might be a good one to do. But yes, I mean, like yeah, I think that's where I came in on the movie. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I would definitely go out of my way to recommend it. Um I it's a difficult way it's a difficult recommend to like phrase and in, in suggest yeah. in a way that I think that people might pick up on. I've got a feeling that Natasha's gonna go and see it today and not like it. Um which I <laughs> is totally fine. You never know. But yeah, I yeah. know. You never know. Um so yeah, definitely a, a, a strong recommend. Um I I will watch it again. I'm not like, you know, some movies you're like, okay, I'm going to watch that as soon as, as soon as it comes to Randall, I'm going to watch it again. Um, Definitely not one of those movies for me. I'll probably revisit it like down the line. I can see myself rewatching it in a few years time. Um, Like, but yeah, I, I definitely feel like for the year so far in, of the movies that we've reviewed so far on the podcast, I think it might be
1: the strongest movie we've watched for the podcast as, as far as, um, I would say kind of adult, adult themes in in a way, you know, that, that are dealing with those, with those emotions and that kind of tone, stuff like that. Uh, definitely. I mean, uh, from, from the other stuff that we kind of watched, it was, it was, you know, there was kind of a horror movie and a whimsical kind of offbeat comedy. Mm -hmm. And then this, so, um, oh, and then like that uh, noir thriller. So I think we've kind of gotten the gambit between everything. We have. Yeah, that's a good point. Not
0: I wouldn't say any of those two of those films are, are alike, really. I think No Set of Moves probably has a little bit more in common with um, Kid Detective, but only by. In a very th- thin way, you know what I mean? You could trace links between oh, the two of them. Yeah, but uh, other only than by that, genre. Yeah, genre really. Yeah, but other than that, yeah. I mean, like, it's. I would say maybe the best movie scene. I, I still think so far, Empty Man may be the most entertaining of the movies that we've seen. Yeah. Um, just because of how crazy it is. Um, so yeah, I think we're both coming down on the same place on this movie. Definitely.
1: I I think so. I mean, I recommend I recommend seeing it, but I think that. Uh, you would want to know maybe a little bit about it before you go in, because it's not what you expect. Yeah. It's not, it's not what you think it is just by watching the trailer. Yeah. I'm interested to watch the trailer now. Like now I've already seen
0: the movie. You should. Yeah. You
1: definitely should. Yeah. Because it'll give you, it'll give you a vibe and you'll be like, I, that's not the movie I watched.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's going to play funny, um, I know, but well, that's weird though. Because, so would you describe that as they're like knowingly advertising the movie, like incorrectly?
1: I I don't know. I mean, I I would say kind of the cynic in me was like they are trying to make their money mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, and they they maybe they watch and they're like, well, if we give them a a real trailer about what it really is, no one's gonna go see it because that's just. Too kind of weird of a concept, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know that people are are willing or studios are willing to kind of put their money down on 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 something like that. I mean, good for them for kind of taking a shot and taking a chance with it, but I, I mean, they they have to make their money somehow.
0: Oh yeah, uh, for sure.
1: And that, it, but I mean, that happens all the time. The movies are marketed a certain way. And you're expecting one thing going into it and you get something completely different. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it kind of worked. And in most cases, it it really doesn't. And you kind of feel duped.
0: Well, now, yeah, because now I suppose with all of the, the high ratings that it's getting, they can flip the marketing for this movie and be like critics, darling, like an indie film, darling. Like, you know what I mean? They can play mm-hmm. the prestige element of it a bit more now. Um, because it's yeah. getting such positive reviews um, overall. Yeah. So maybe it's I, do it that. I, yeah,
1: I think people. I think people will really look at the the rotten score. And I'll be. I'll be curious. I think it'll probably drop a little bit. Um, because the last time I checked, at least there was there was a bit of disparity between critics, the critic score and the audience score. Uh, which if you read that a certain way, and I think some people do. Um, they will say, oh, "Well, what's going on here?" And I, I, I only kind of look at those with the um, and and take them seriously, uh, you know, only with a grain of salt. You know, I'm gonna watch what I want to watch, mm-hmm. uh, regard regardless of, of review or or no review or no review, um, because I'm interested in seeing what the story is or what the kind of what they're trying to present to me. And you know what? I've, I've come out with, you know, some really big surprises before. And other times I'm like, why didn't I listen? But I mean, that's, that's just, that's what going to the movies is about. You know, it's, it's about kind of just sitting down and, and being there uh, and experiencing the what's, what's on screen and, and who cares, you know, you're just there to kind of, Enjoy your time. Mm-hmm. Is that how you Which I did in this Yeah. Is that how you felt when we went to see uh Chucky?
0: Revenge of Chucky or whatever it was called?
1: <laughs> no, that you know what that was how I felt when we went to see uh, Fast Night. Oh yes. Yeah. I was like you were just there for,
0: <laughs> there for the
1: ride, no pun intended. I, oh I I was there for I mean I I la- I mean best comedy so far this year. <laughs> um well I, I mean I'm I'm telling you. I mean um like I said before uh this month is Criterion sale at Barnes and Noble you got Kubrick um Kurosawa Bellini, and you know what I'll throw diesel into that yeah. into that mix right there yeah you know true legend you you have to throw the legend
0: in you have to I know I know. I mean, where would we be without him? Um, I just looked up uh, Pig on Rotten Tomatoes now just to see out of curiosity what the, the audience score sits at next to the... Yeah, for um, the
1: weekend. Yeah.
0: So here we go. 97% critics certified fresh, which is super high. I mean, that's like, that's bonkers high. The last, yeah. The last time I looked at it was like 98, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's like, yeah, it's super high. And then audience score, 84%. That is way better than I thought it was going to be.
1: Yeah, definitely. I thought it was going to be like sixty. Yeah, right. Um, uh, interesting. I mean, interesting. Ma- I mean, I guess the, the theme of the podcast this week is Eric's being cynical because because that's super surprising. I, I figure people would just be writing bad reviews about it because it it just wasn't what they were expected. So, mm-hmm. you know, good good for the audience, I guess. Yeah. No. Totally. Totally. Um, yeah, so
0: I don't. I think if you do go and see the movie, if you you could, honestly, but this, you can sit and wait it out. Rent it. You could do it on demand. I think it it comes out on demand on like in August,
1: so it's only a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um. You, you just. I would well. say. I would say you don't. Yeah, you don't. This is something you don't have to see in the theaters. Yeah, I agree. I, Not at all. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing.
0: Spe- there's nothing specifically interesting going on with this. The movie's not an ugly movie, but it's not, I wouldn't say it's particularly interesting visually. Movie. Uh, it's There's nothing interesting going on with the sound design of the movie. Uh, the movie's no. it, the, the narrative and the performances of what sell the movie. So, yeah, you can get that from home. You can get that on your TV. Um, just, don't on your TV. Um, just don't watch it on a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that, yeah, you're good. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah, don't watch it. Don't watch anything on a cell yeah, phone. Yeah, like ever. I mean,
0: just. Unless it's like YouTube, <laughs> like YouTube, fair enough. Watch YouTube, but sure, uh, sure. And listen to us on your smartphone.
1: Yeah, there you go. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um. Um. So. So next week, I'm thinking. Um. I think old comes out next week.
0: Yep, July 23rd. Does um, old comes out
1: a, a little. Uh, you
0: mean you don't want to see Snake Eyes? GI oh, Joe origin story. A
1: little M night. Oh wait, I don't want to see Snake Eyes. No. Uh. Slash. 10 rings whatever it's called um slash slash black widow which it's all three the same movie i don't want to see that no no. i'm 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 good i'm good yeah
0: (laughs) i don't want to see it either i think
1: i think when 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 we talked afterwards i was like uh oh you remember you remember when they they played the preview for the 10 rings I don't even know what the whole title is, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I think like Shang Tsu. Like whatever. Yeah, whatever. Dude. Um, and then they they started playing the the previews for the for the regular movie. Yeah. And then um, Snake Eyes comes on. And I was like, wait, didn't we just? Dude. <laughs> it, it, it's the same movie. It, it's the exact same movie. I mean, it that looks they look
0: identical to me, like, and I know somebody is going to be like, well, no, technically you don't, but no, I mean. The, you know, they both look awful. They both look terrible. Like, I think the only <laughs> thing I would give them, I would, I would say that I would have going for it for the Marvel movie, and probably for the G.I. Yeah. one too, is that, like, A, they cast they cast appropriately. Um, like, I yeah. like how, like, on that Marvel movie, like, it looks like they've brought in a lot of talent. Everybody's, like, the right, like, ethnicity. Like, I, and I know that, like, for inclusion, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's a good thing. Um, so, like, I yeah. think... They did a nice job of that. However, it looks trash. It doesn't look good. I don't buy that dude as a martial artist either. I don't know if he is a martial artist. I just, he doesn't look
1: like a martial, martial I just artist don't, to me. I don't care. I just don't care. Yeah. So about dumb. any of it. Yeah. I I mean I I I barely cared about the the Marvel movies that they put out. I don't even think I saw all of them. No. I mean, granted, I thought um the Endgame uh, was one of the one of my favorite movies of uh, when that year that that came yeah. out, mm-hmm. and good, yeah. um, and I think Thor Ragnarok was one of the best comedies I've seen in years. Yeah,
0: I mean Ragnarok's top of the pot. Ragnarok is so much better than every other Marvel property like movie. It's not even in like it's not even in the same competition. It's like crazy. No, and you know what? Yeah, what sucks about that to me is. I think that movie's the best. I I I like that, and I like Iron Man three. And what's interesting about that is Iron Man three plays a lot like a Shane Black movie. It's a Shane Black movie, so it plays it. It's like it was. It's allowed to be a Shane Black movie within reason, obviously, okay. other than the R rating or whatever like that. It's like it can't go full Shane Black,
1: but it feels like a Shane Black movie, and he directed it. Uh, Ragnarok. I'll be honest. I don't. E- I don't even remember Iron Man 3. Yeah, I don't even know it, if I saw it.
0: It's not bad. It's not bad. It's, it's definitely got some good parts. The parts that are, like, where you can feel his, his like, his touch on the movie are the best parts of the movie. Um, Waititi did, Taika Waititi did Thor Ragnarok, and that literally feels like one of his movies. It doesn't feel like a Marvel movie. And I think that's why I those mean, two it... movies work, and the rest of them don't, because the rest of them just feel, like, generic yeah. You know, yeah. at least to me, um which is yeah. disappointing because uh Edgar Wright, who I love, he was supposed to do Ant-Man, um and then he clashed mm-hmm. with the studio, I guess, and then stopped doing Ant-Man because he couldn't they weren't going to let him make it the way he wanted to make it. Whereas when oh, okay. they let Taika Waititi make the movie he wanted to make, it was the best one. So, I wish they'd learn from that like going forward oh yeah you know
1: yeah definitely um
0: but yes we will definitely be watching um i forgot it already um old because i think that's old, gonna be yeah dude, little little m night yeah i think that's gonna have let's got our podcast written all over it um yeah it's uh a little bit weird it's gonna be fit fitting right for us and then the green knight comes out soon Oh, that would be nice if it came out the week after. I know. That's what I'm hoping. It doesn't have I, a release. I don't know yet. I don't think it has yeah, a I'm release though. Sure. Oh it must do. Um it, it's not listed on the site anyway. But yes, if that comes out the week after, that's perfect. Like we've got them all lined up really great. Yeah. Nice. Um so uh before we go, um it's a bit of a shorter one than usual today. Um
1: if you got anything you want to recommend, anything you've been watching, anything. Um, the only thing I am watching, what am I watching right now? I'm watching the, on Hulu. Um, they are doing a six part, uh, little docu series with, uh, Paul McCartney. I think it's called, uh, McCartney three, two, one. Oh yep. <laughs> with, with Rick Rubin. Uh-huh. And they're just, they're having a conversation in front of a soundboard and they're just going over different tracks for the Beatles, what was going on at the time and like uh this whole um uh his kind of musical journey. He goes through uh uh McCartney's whole musical journey. It's really kind of cool how they how they they're they're listening to to tracks and then taking away instruments and like a- adding vocals uh, of the the tapes the i guess the master tapes mm-hmm. and then uh playing like a baseline taking everything out and talking about oh it sounds like a completely different song when you take this and this out and and they really kind of get into the minutia of, of the recording process so i'm about 3 episodes into that about halfway done and uh it's it's really they're really entertaining really fun not too long i think um, Maybe about thirty minutes per episode, so it's it's something easy to just kind of throw on and watch mm-hmm. and then um, I am re-watching Deadwood right now.
0: oh really um,
1: yeah yeah i've I've seen it I've seen it a couple times, but I never watched the movie that they made that came out mm-hmm. uh which about a year or so ago. So, I'm gonna re watch the series and then I'm going to watch the movie, okay? Then I probably will never watch it again. (laughs) (laughs) I need to watch Deadwood, I haven't seen it. Um,
0: which I know it's it's incredible, yeah, I'm sure I'll get around to it. Um, I didn't know that McCartney thing was out already, I'll definitely be watching that. Um, I'll definitely watch that. I
1: think you would really. I think you would really enjoy it, like seriously enjoy
0: oh, I'm it. I'm sure. I'm probably just going to start watching it this afternoon, actually. The um, uh, yeah. only thing I've been watching is I started that new uh, documentary series on Netflix called Heist, um, which is like a uh, true stories with um, reenactments and interviews. Uh, the reenactments are really funny um, and like, they're done pretty well. And it's about like, ordinary people who commit like crazy heists um okay so um it's actually really fascinating um the first episode just to give you a little uh hint of what it's like is about this young woman who falls in love with this guy who comes out of prison he's like some crazy like uh like occult, um like magic black magic uh guy and he comes out and she sounds great they, yeah they live in las vegas they're like railing coke partying all the time doing like like <laughs> sexual um sex magic and stuff like that and then uh he right she gets a job driving an armored truck and then between the two of them he he convinces her to take three million dollars from an armored truck in las vegas and then they go on the run um and i only got I've
1: perfect perfectly reasonable
0: i know yeah. right i only saw the first episode but it's <laughs> it's really fun and it's like really like kitsch and like it's good so i i would recommend that um other than that um I finished the Loki TV show just uh because okay. I really like Tom Hiddleston a lot. I really like him and I actually really enjoyed that. Um for somebody who's not like I mean obviously I've I know I'm going to rail on Marvel movies and I'm going to moan about them. I have seen them all. Um I don't it's just like one of, <laughs> you, you, I, you heretic. Well, I think I just do it that, like you know like I'll do it to stay
1: up. I in popular culture, or gotcha. you know, like up, up to date with things, and like, I have, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, it's a there's a there are movies that I could probably throw on and watch in the background or just kind of zone out, yeah, ha- watching Hangover movies,
0: dude. Perfect, Hangover movies. So,
1: <laughs> perfect,
0: I, and like, like I said, some of them I do like, um, but like the Loki TV series is uh surprisingly fun, it's really fun, um, it's got really good set design. Really good, like, costuming. The set design is actually super awesome. And the the use of effects is really good in this movie, too. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, in the show, sorry, I say movie because it feels like a six-hour movie. Um Yeah. So, highly recommend that if somebody's interested in that. Um And especially if you're, like, Marvel-adjacent like I am, as opposed to being, like, a Marvel yeah. fan, I think you'd like it. Um That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it.
1: Oh, I, I rewatched, um, fast times at Ridgemont high. Cause I got it oh, on the, wow. with the criterions. Yeah. With the criterion sale. That, yep. that is, it is so crazy. Like, like I've watched older movies before and it's like, there's some movies that are made that can never be remade again. Mm-hmm. And just the, I can't believe this, like some of the stuff that was on there that. <laughs> that you they they wouldn't even be able to touch today yeah um like just subject matter it's it's so hilarious and i always find it super funny when they when they do um high school movies but they cast basically 30 year olds in <laughs> these roles yeah isn't that judge it's, Reinhold? it's so movie? great yeah i haven't yes yeah
0: I've brad s- yeah absolutely i've seen it once I've seen the movie and I haven't it's, seen it since I was really young. It's
1: so great. Yeah. It's so great. And it's so cringy and it, but it, it's, it's so hilarious. I might check it out. I might
0: go down. Uh, yeah. Cause dude, I haven't, I mean, I can barely, I remember the infamous scene with, um, I think it's Phoebe Kate in a, in a bikini in yeah. the pool. Yeah. I remember yeah. that I yeah. va- vaguely remember Judge Reinhold and I re- and um also Sean Penn's character um the surfer dude um the that's it yeah so <laughs> I should probably watch it I remember it being like oh
1: it's a blast yeah
0: is it is it kind of like is the like the narrative kind of loose in that where it's like not really you know in a way like dazed and confused is where it's more about like it's like a vi- yeah. it's like a vibey thing more than like a Super narrative driven, yeah,
1: yeah, it's just all these characters and like that, it's like a slice of life, yeah, sort of thing, yeah. I figured, um, but uh, Cameron Crowe uh, wrote it, mm-hmm. um, so I think it was like one of uh, his first, if not his first, uh, screenplay, I believe. Oh, wow, right, yeah, yeah, I think I'll probably see if it's streaming
0: and uh, I might, yeah, watch it just so we can have something to talk about too. I'll uh, Yeah, I'll do that. Um, Okay, excellent. Well, I think that wraps us up for today. All right. Another successful podcast in the bank. All right. And for next week, uh, hopefully old. Hopefully old. We'll be older, that's for sure. Um, I'm already old. I know. I know.